All right, we are back with the 146th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I have a guest that I've had on previously. Uh, the first time I had him on, he just got signed to the UFC. He was about to make his UFC debut against Louis Kosi. Um, it's Sasha Palatnikov. He's got a big fight coming up in 10 days, so I appreciate uh, the time. Obviously, 10 days out, um, you know, he's got weight cutting. He's got to get ready for this fight, so I appreciate the time. So without further ado, here he is. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Sergio? Uh, not too bad, man. Uh, so first things first, it's been a while since we spoke. How are you doing personally, on a more personal note, rather than uh, professionally? Awesome, man. Uh, everything is good. Don't have COVID this time around, so feeling healthy, feeling strong, uh, feeling ready to go, man. I'm, I'm excited for April 10. Yeah, man. I mean, the first time we spoke, you were a week out. I mean, the nerves going into that fight had to be through the roof. I mean, it was your UFC debut. Um, talk about the nerves leading up to that fight and the fact that it wasn't really like a, a long training camp you had for that fight. Uh, the nerves, to be honest with you, were not an issue. Um, this is something that I guess I've just had running through my head for years and years. So when I actually got there and went through the whole experience of fight week and then obviously leading up to the fight, uh, felt very natural, very calm, and, and, and uh, there were no nerves. I was more just excited to go out there and, and fight. But, yes, it was very short notice, and it wasn't ideal in terms of the preparation, uh, coming off a 10-day quarantine with no training, nothing like that, COVID, and then getting that phone call with two weeks' notice. Uh, but, you know, I've got an excellent team around me that, uh, you know, got me ready, and here we are. Yeah, I mean – it's crazy to think that, I mean, I think that's kind of been the summary of 2020. I mean, these guys that are getting signed are in, you know, in two weeks notice, four days notice. Last weekend, we had a guy that signed on what, 24 hours notice. So it's really about taking those opportunities for guys that were in a similar position to you, you know, like maybe not getting that call. What, what What's that message? Just keep working. Um, you know, things are going to get better, I hope. Uh, so if it's not, you know, UFC, if it's not contender series, there's still shows. And uh, I was very fortunate in 2020 to, you know, be able to fly out to uh, Dubai and, and fight UAE Warriors. So, you know, that's, uh, there, there are always options. It's, it's just about being at the right place at the right time sometimes. And, you know, as long as you're putting in the work and you're, and you're com continually growing as, as, a, as an athlete and, and as a fighter, I think uh, the opportunities are endless. A lot of people, it's tough, man. Like, uh, you know, if you're not fighting it in, in the big shows it's hard to you know support yourself and all that but if you have a goal if you have a direction that you wish to accomplish you just got to keep sticking your sticking your head down and, and just getting it done and you know people will start to take notice of your work and then thankfully that that opportunity did come for me when you only have two weeks to prepare was there a whole lot of film watching or was it more something like you know what i'm gonna go in and do my thing and whenever the fight ends up going it goes yeah, no, not a lot of film gets watched. Uh, I watch usually a couple fights, and and then I can already kind of prog like process what I kind of expect to see from them. Uh, but again, it's what I do. It's 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 my preparation. It's you know me that goes in there to dictate the fight. And uh, you know, in Lewis's, uh, you know, in, in 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 preparation for Lewis, he you know a lot of first round finishes. Powerful guy, knocks people out. So there wasn't really too much else to see because he was finishing guys pretty quickly. But uh, I had a very good understanding of, of, of the fighter that I was going to face going into the cage. And I was very confident that, uh, you know, I would go out there and, and, and get the result. Um, like I said, two weeks is never like the most ideal amount. But, you know, I've taken fights on five days notice. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to 
you know, nut up and just get ready and get it done. And that's something, like I said, I've been working on for such a long time. And this is a, a year round sport, a year round career. You got to be on, sh- on, t- on top of yourself. You can't get, get out of shape. You can't, uh, unless you don't want to fight, unless you want to, you know, ruin your opportunities, you've got to be on a consistent battle with yourself to be consistently in good shape. And I think even though I had COVID and, you know, everyone reacts differently to it, I was actually in pretty decent shape coming off of a fight and, uh, you know, was able just to get get with my team and, you know, go in the mountains, hit pads, just get everything that I needed to get ready for that for that fight. And uh, obviously it all paid off. It's not every day someone gets to set a UFC record or milestone in their UFC debut. How cool was it to, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not just the first person to hold the Hong Kong flag in the octagon. I'm the first one to get out of there with a victory. How cool was that? No, it was huge. I mean, that was uh, that was one of the goals i mean i have a lot of goals but i was happy to put a tick next to it um and that's the beauty of this you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm a i'm very fortunate um to be born and raised in a, in a place like that and that's home i don't know any other place everyone thinks like i'm like adopted to hong kong but nah that was where i was born that was where i was raised i don't know anywhere else as well as i do hong kong you know that's my backyard so um it was amazing you know uh to represent hong kong on a global stage and not only represent Hong Kong, but represent them in the best way that I could in, in the time that I had and to put on a performance like that, fight of the night. Uh, yeah, you couldn't, couldn't have uh, written the script any different. Um, it was, I was very appreciative, very, very appreciative for the UFC and the opportunity they gave me. Even though going in, I knew I was the B-side. I was supposed to be the guy that, you know, Lewis was supposed to get out of there. So I was just happy that, you know, I had my doubters. I had the people that didn't know nothing about me and they ripped me off. And I, I love that. And, um, you know, going into this fight now, you know, again, biggest underdog on the card for some reason. And um, going to be breaking, making history with, with the Venom kit release. We are the first fight on the night. Again, it's just more history coming up. AFs, uh, ABC, you know, we're fighting a European headliner, so we're we're fighting early in the morning. So we're doing a lot of things differently, but you know, it's it's all adding to that list. Just keep checking it off and and making history and and making things uh, making things happen. You you talked about being the B side once again. You're the underdog heading into this fight. Is that something you enjoy? It's like you know, what? just doubt me. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, my side are gonna make money at the end of the day, so that's always that's fine with me. Uh, people, I mean, last fight I. Uh, some of the people that were supporting me made some good money. So uh, I'm always appreciative of that. If people are making money backing me, supporting me, then it's always a bonus. Uh, and again, like I said, if I was just coming in as a as a pick 'em or something like you know a favorite or something like that, it, it wouldn't wouldn't make it wouldn't be something to be really talked about. But I am the biggest underdog on the card. So again, uh, I'm gonna have to follow suit with what I did on the on the last one and come out there and, and upset whoever makes these odds. I'm coming for their job because they don't know what they're talking about. So they need to do their research. They probably never even fought a day in their life. So uh, we'll see when we come April 10. Let's see what what, what the microphone and the call out has. Uh, hopefully, I'll be getting a new job soon. Speaking of uh, speaking of that fight, I mean Impa Kasanganai is moving down in weight class. He's a big guy. He was. Uh, I'd say one of the more um, built guys at 185, and now he's moving down. Your thoughts on fighting a guy that has that hype uh, behind him, and what was your thoughts on the matchup? Um, you know, I know, I know of Impa. I've watched, I watched him on the Contender Series. Um, you know, strong athlete, uh, hard worker, good conditioning, powerful. 
but um, he's relatively green in the game. He hasn't been a, he hasn't been fighting for very long. Um, it's something I know, and uh, you know, uh, coming off of that that knockout loss, it, obviously, you know, that's that's the thing that it's a freak. In my opinion, that's a freak landing of of a spinning back kick. It, it, nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen. But it really must have created a shift in his mind to say, "Hey, I can't handle it," or or, or maybe I need to make the weight to, to 170 to where I feel strong or have an advantage. And when that phone call came, I was surprised because I was like, "Hey, are we fighting at 185 or 170?" And um, my manager said, "No, he's coming down to 170." I said, "Awesome, I'll welcome him. He's a very lean, very strong, powerful guy. So it'll be very interesting to see how that translates into 170. He's never made 170 before in his career." This will be his first time ever. Sometimes that can backfire for some people. So, hey, I'm I've I've fought at 185. I've won regional championships at 185. It's nothing different. I I, I spar heavyweights. I spar light heavyweights, middleweights. It doesn't matter. I'm actually going to be the taller fighter. Um, might have a little bit of reach. Uh, might be similar reach, but at the same time, uh, I'm not too worried. Uh, I'm just more more interested in what I'm going to do and. And I just know as long as I'm on top of myself and, and making sure that I'm focused on uh, what I need to do in there, I think I can uh, put on a show for everybody. And like I said, Imp is dangerous. He's powerful, but he plays checkers. And I really, truly believe I play chess. And um, that's going to be showing on, on April 10th. Is it uh, is it fair to say you're not going to go out there and start throwing spinning kicks <laughs> like Buckley did? I mean, I don't want to give away my secrets too early, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, check my Instagram post. We've been working on some stuff. So, no, I mean, look, I'm a well-rounded fighter. Uh, if the opportunity comes to land something like that, then then we'll go for it. But I've got a lot of tricks up my sleeves that weren't weren't even sh showcased in the last fight. I'm slowly starting to release things because, look, we're fine on ABC. There's going to be a lot of eyes. So, like you said, he's got a big following himself. People know him. So, this is a perfect matchup in terms of people wanting to tune in, get, get, get some action early. And, you know, I got fight of the night in my last fight. He's got some, you know, hype behind him. So it's the recipe for fireworks, and I think uh, I think April 10 is going to start off with a bang. Every time I fight, I, I go to I go to war. So I think people will appreciate that, and 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 they'll be tuning in April 10. Speaking of ABC, I mean, it's got to be cool that you're going to be one of the first people to to compete on it. It's only the second card ever on ABC. How awesome is it to say, you know, what I get to fight on ABC? Not many people have done it. No, absolutely. Uh, as we said before, making history. So. You know, as a kid, uh, coming out and doing, you know, coming out and visiting my grandparents, you know, we watching sports and big TV shows on ABC, huge network. And it's just going to be a lot of eyes, a lot of viewers. And um, it's just it's a great opportunity for us fighters to get our brand out there, get our name out there. And uh, I think it's just awesome, you know, to already be on a place like ESPN, which is like so crazy as it is, you know, growing up watching SportsCenter. And then now, you know, ABC, it's it, the UFC is just doing such an incredible job and I'm just so excited and blessed to be a part of this organization and, and hopefully, uh, you know, climb my way to the top and, and, and keep representing them the way that I've been doing. One of the uh, unique things that uh, UFC fighters get to do is train at the PI. As someone who's been there, describe what it's like to, to work in a facility or to train at a facility like that. Oh, the PI is awesome. Um, it's one, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a place I'm at every day. Um, you know, my recovery's there. I can get my training in there. The facilities are, you know, top of the line, uh, food and supplementation is free. So I'm saving a lot of money there. Um, like I said, before the UFC, you got to pay for all these things. You know, you got, you got an injury, you got to go get your therapy, you got to go get massage, all these kinds of things are all taken care of now. So it puts a lot of, 
uh, it takes a lot of the stress out of uh, out of this career, and, and and the PI is a blessing. Uh, it surprises me that a lot of fighters um, don't make the move to to Vegas so that they can be closer to the PI because it's such a added benefit. Um, but uh, I see lots more and more fighters are doing it and 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 and, and taking full advantage of it because. You know, without that, it's 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 a definitely a harder ball game. So no, I, you know, Vegas is my home. Um, you know, this is where I'm going to be for some time now, at least you know, in the short period of time that we with, with COVID and stuff like that. But uh, this is my home base. I'm happy to be here. I love I love this place. Um, and yeah, the PI has just been, like I said, an absolute blessing. Everyone that works there is amazing. Just the vibe. I, I just love being there. Everyone's so friendly and helpful and then and that's what you would expect and hope you know this is like the ufc is the pinnacle of our sport and it competes with the top organizations and other sports you know so it's just awesome to be involved in it all right i'll ask you a couple more questions and then i'll let you go i mean you're probably i think you're ranked right now third in terms of best picks that we have on the website it's you jimmy flick max griffin what's the secret to your success in, in picking fights I don't know. I mean, I've been in the game for a long time. I've been a huge fan. I've been following MMA since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, being an athlete and competing in uh, in martial arts from a very young age, I just I believe I have an eye for it, um, especially with people that I've watched fight. A lot of the times, was like you mentioned before, a lot of new names, new signings are coming in. And now I don't I used to watch guys like I when a new signing would come in, I'd watch their film, watch what kind of fighter there was. That stuff excited me, you know, and uh, now it's just a little bit harder because I'm preparing myself for fights. I don't have the time uh, to really keep up with the new guys coming in. But when it comes to guys that I already kind of understand and know, it's like MMA math in my head. I do a little bit of calculating and I kind of most of the time get 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 pretty good, uh, pre pretty good picks. Um, and then plus being in Vegas, you know, can uh play some bets here and there and, and, and have a little bit more fun watching the events. And it's always a good time. And a lot of my friends overseas also seek, seek advice and, and, and to see them make money too is great. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, it was, I had a really rough 2020 in terms of picks. Um, it was just so inconsistent. You didn't know who was in camp, who wasn't, you know, with the COVID restriction, it was just such a mess, but now, uh, there's been a little bit more consistency for 2021 and, uh, I think my picks are a lot better. Um, and yeah, just the matchups are looking good for me. So I hope I can keep going, finish on yeah, top. You, you went you went five and oh last week on for the main yeah. card. So you're very good. You came first. Yeah, that was cool. It's cool to, yeah. uh, I, I finished nine and one on the whole card. So that was probably one of my better performances this year. So um so yeah, this this uh, this next card, the one that I'm fighting on, uh, I'll try to get you try to get you my picks as well before I uh, before I go out there, but uh, it's a hard card. This one, there's a lot of good fights, so it's going to be difficult to to pick them. But I'm hoping uh, at least my one is right, at least my fight. So, <laughs> yes, that's the only one that matters is your fight, right? Exactly. I'd rather go, you know, you'd rather go one and ten, but get that one right than the other <laughs> way around. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That being said, there's a big fight coming up in your weight class, so I have to ask. On and we'll end on that note. Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. We've seen it before. What's your thoughts on the uh, rematch? Do you think it goes differently? Um, I mean, I hope it goes differently. Uh, the last fight, I mean, he got like 50-45, 50, he got demolished, right? But that was only on four days' notice. And I know personally what it's like to come off the couch. And he's not coming off the couch and fighting no bum. He's fighting the best in the world. So um, 
I really hope George does more. Um, I know, you know, obviously he doesn't want to have a repeat performance, but I truly believe Usman is going to get the job done and come out victorious again. Uh, he's a dominant champ, but uh, but if 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 George can keep it off the cage, if he could stay off the ground and just stay striking, he's very dangerous for for Usman. In my opinion, Usman is uh, he's not a superior striker. He has power in his hands, but he's not a superior striker. He wants to hold you, wants to control you. Um, and George has that dynamic explosiveness that we've already seen in previous fights. And you've seen what, I mean, the Gilbert Burns fight, uh, Gilbert hurt him. And, you know, Gilbert's a 155er that came up. Same thing with George. George, uh, you know, George is pretty damn athletic and, and, and he's got that that pedigree. So it would be interesting. Uh, but if I had to pick, I'm still going to go with Usman on that. All right, man. I love it. I also saw you bumped into uh, Funky Ben Askren. How, uh, how cool is it to, to meet him? It was cool, man. He's a very nice guy. Um, so it's a funny story. So my coach, uh, my striking coach, Matthew Polino, uh, he w he's based in Singapore, but he's out here with me in Vegas. We connected with each other in Hong Kong. And um, Ben Askren's coach, Coach O, uh, who he was, a, he was a Roy Jones Jr., former boxing coach, he was also a, uh, coaching in Hong Kong. So Matthew knew him in Hong Kong. Obviously, I'm from Hong Kong. And then Ben was obviously in Singapore competing with one championship. So we've all had that kind of Southeast Asia connection. So we all linked up and we're like when I showed up uh, to the PI, obviously, you know, Astro and I have never met before, but uh, Matt and, and his coach knew. So they obviously connected right there and we were all talking and, you know, Ben's a great guy and, and uh, super nice, educated individual. And um, I wish him the best of luck in his fight. Actually, he doesn't even need luck because he's going to smash the kid. But um but yeah, he looked good, man. Uh, we were we were training side by side. He was in the ring, and we were in. I was in the cage, and I was peeking over a little bit, watching him do his work. And don't let people, don't let him fool you with him trolling online. Some of the work that he's been doing, pad work. He he's hitting hard. He's looking good, and uh, I'm super excited actually for the fight. Um, I really want him to put Jake Paul in the dust. So, um, you know, he's representing us MMA fighters, and uh, you know, two time world champion. So. Uh, I, I really think that uh, Ben Askren is going to put it on him uh, April 17th. All right, man. I love it. Is there any last message you have for people who maybe haven't seen your, uh, your fights? What can they expect for you uh, from you in 10 days? Oh, just uh, they're going to see a lot of well-roundedness in this fight. Uh, I feel like I'm going to put quite a big display of what, what I have in my tools and uh, people like striking. There's going to be a lot of that and uh, a lot of violence um, going out there put a stamp a stamp uh, on this fight I'm, I'm sick of the underdog thing so let's just i'm looking just to put it away and uh you know and and when that fight comes around i hope afterwards people love it and uh and then we'll keep going and keep fighting and just build that that base you know I've, I've got a lot of support from the last fight so i continue i hope to continue that ball rolling and just bring people in and you know a lot of people reaching out to me and wishing me luck so don't be shy. Reach out. You can find me on, you know, social media. My name is very unique. Not many people have it. So Sash Planikov MMA, Planikov MMA on Twitter and uh, same on Facebook. So, yeah, feel free to say what's up. Uh, I know I'm getting closer to the fight, but um, I like to be communicating with my fans, especially when you throw throw some love my way. Uh, I, I feel feel happy to, to do the same. So appreciate you as well, Sergio. Um, thank you for giving me this this uh, opportunity to speak and uh 
we'll uh, maybe see each other uh, after the fight. Yeah, man, for sure. It's always nice uh, reconnecting. So best of luck, man. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Best of luck. I'm rooting for you, and uh, sure. we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk afterwards. Sounds good, bro. Take care. All right, man. So there you have it, Sasha Palatnikov. Had him on before, like I said, before his UFC debut. Had him on again. And hopefully we can make this consistent. I, I really like, uh, you know, catching up with him. Uh, he's a fun guy and easy guy to talk to. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. We might do this again. If you guys haven't, be sure to check him out on Instagram and Twitter, like he said. And if you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And check us out uh, right there at fighterpath.com. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see you guys next time.